Again, mm. uh, this is the J&J Wrestling Talk Show. I'm your host, Jack DeSena. My co-host, John Marini. Say hi, John. Hello. This is our first podcast we're doing together. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yep. Uh, we're going to try to get it going on here. All right. So uh, it's a show about indie wrestling. Um, a lot of indie stars, a lot of people start in the indies. Uh, then they go on to the big leagues like EW, New Japan, Impact Wrestling, WWE. And uh, this is where it all starts in indie wrestling. It's very interesting. Yeah, pretty work. much, yeah. And, you know, in my opinion, you know, this is my opinion. I think the indies don't get enough uh, fans, uh, you know, to really know what they're about. You know, a lot of them, you know, a lot of people are looking at the WWE, AEW, and, you know, the mainstream, the main, the, the major leagues, you know. But yeah. if you ever went to a uh, event, it's very entertaining. It's very good. Oh, it I, yeah. enjoyed, I enjoyed them when I went. Yeah. I went a few times, and that, uh, from the, the few times that I went, it was, they were all good shows. Yeah, you, you, know? well, you went. You've been to a lot more than I have, but you know the first, well, yeah. the few that I went to, I always had a good time. Yeah, interact with the wrestlers. That's one That's thing I really cool. like about. It. Yeah, the the wrestlers, how they interact with you. You know, even while they're during the match, you know, more than the major leagues. Major, you know, you got the distance, you got the bright lights, you got all all yeah. that going on. You know, and you know they put on a good show, but. How many? But in the Indies, they give you that one little extra. You know, they hang out with you. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, it's a or uh, it's they have pretty much more of a uh, closeness to the fans that they hang out with because those fans are always there. It's neighborhood wrestling, kind of. It's like you're in their neighborhood, and uh, they appreciate the fact that you're in their neighborhood, hanging out with them. Oh yeah. They, 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 they do appreciate it. Yeah. They do. And, you know, nothing for nothing, but they do put out a pretty good shows. Mm-hmm. You know, I have no complaints of a few times I went, so I enjoyed myself. Yeah, yeah. Well, I find, you know, you, uh, you go on the internet and you see a lot of stuff here. And interesting, something interesting that I came across there was a, a wrestler, uh, Simon Gotch. Okay. Okay. He's a, I think he's in um, MLW right now. Yeah. Last MLW. time I've seen him, MLW. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it's interesting how he got his name. He, uh, uh, I, like I said, I was uh, Googling indie wrestling and a lot of stuff came up. And back in uh, the beginning, uh, there was a guy called uh, Martin Farmer Burns Frank Gotch. I don't know if that's one whole name or, but Frank Gotch. This is like kind of one of the pioneers of uh, wrestling yeah. in the beginning. I've heard of Frank Gotch, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Simon Gotch, I don't know what, what his real name is, but uh, he took the name Simon Gotch because he's paying homage to... Uh, Frank and Paul Gotch. 
I mm, guess. That's good. Yeah, uh, that, I thought that was pretty interesting, you know? Yeah, sounds and, good. Yeah. And, you know, it, it started in the early 20th century, and it was uh, it was performing. It was called Performing Arts when it started. Mm. Okay? And then mm-hmm. it was summarized as amateur wrestling. And uh, by the... In the by the mo- beginning of the modern Olympics in uh, 1896, uh, you know they summarized it as amateur, uh, yeah. incorporated into the uh, Olympics. You know, well that was that was a different style of wrestling. There is as professional wrestling. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then know, they declined. Of- you know, during World War II, it declined, and then it revived in the 40s and. Uh, it gained mainstream popularity in Mexico and Japan. Mm-hmm. So, and here we are today. You know, it's uh, it's pretty uh, interesting how it started back in the day. Oh yeah, and it was uh, you know, it was it was uh, a good outlet because you know back then they didn't have too many physical sports. You know, that boxing basically. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, football and all that stuff, but nothing in an arena type area like boxing would be yeah. or maybe basketball they have, but you know, it was something different. There's something unique back then, you know, wrestling. Hey, what the hell is that? You know, oh, it's uh legalized fighting though. But then yeah. Combat kind of, sport. yeah, kind of combat sport. Yeah. And if, and if you ever see those old school wrestlers, they were, they weren't flashy, but they knew how to, handle themselves in the ring to give the crowd something to, to go at. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, uh, they did have that. They did have some flashy guys, you know, like hey, who was it? Um, uh, what's his name? I forgot his name already. He's very, uh, fl- very flamboyant character. Oh, I can't believe I forgot his name. Do you remember? Do you know who I'm talking about? Gorgeous George, that's it. Thank you. <laughs> there we go. I, I just could not get. It. He was a pretty good wrestler back then too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was one of the top wrestlers, I believe. Yeah, you know? he was a he was a big heel. Yeah, people loved him, yeah. and they hate him. And he got the women. <laughs> he got so, the yeah, women. Oh, yeah. Yeah, back then it was like he wasn't uh, the stereotype right there. It was a lot different than it is now. Right. But, you know, he wasn't – would he? you consider him a uh, indie wrestling star or would they be considered more mainstream? No, he's he was mainstream. He was big you time, consider, yeah. You consider him more mainstream. Back then, back then. Yeah. Well, the different territories yeah, was, uh, came into play. Yeah, well, he, the indie wrestling, I think, came about uh, in the 80s, I believe. Mm. The indie wrestling scene, they came about in the 80s. And that's when uh, they popped up all over the place. You know? Yeah. All, over the, all over the United States. And uh, <coughs> they started uh, territories. You know, the Canadians uh, got into it with the the Hart family up there in Canada. Which one? The Hart uh, in Canada, the Hart family. Oh, the Hart Foundation, the Hart family, yeah. Yeah, 
Yeah, Stu Hart. Stu Hart. Yeah, he had his own uh, the wrestling dungeon in his basement. Yeah. Do you ever see any of his matches? Have you ever seen any of Stu Hart's matches? Yeah, I saw him a long time ago on YouTube. I've seen. I haven't. Yeah, I gotta look him up because I heard he's a real. He was really tough. Yeah, he was. He was. Have you noticed that uh, the, all the parts, uh, one in particular, Teddy Hart, got to say, I'm really impressed with him. His oh, wrestling, his wrestling in, skill. He was, yeah, last time I seen him was in LW. Very oh, impressed. Yeah. You know, I don't know too much from of the hearts, you know, since Bret Hart and uh, Night Hart and, you know, that Owen Hart, rest in peace. But yeah. I got to say, for... He is a damn good wrestler. Uh huh. You know, that, like, that he is, yeah. You know, yep. he's, he's not, you know, not muscular, huge, but he's all tough. No, yeah, he's they, they come and, tough out of Canada. And Look yeah, at sure. Chris Jericho, especially from the from the dungeon. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but yeah, uh, his. His, air skill, his ground skill, he, he gets great blend with all the with that. Yeah. But I just came across this uh uh the indie wrestling mm-hmm. and all over the United States. In New England, you got Connecticut, Massachusetts, oh, yeah. New Hampshire, Rhode Island. I think they're like I think they're like around maybe thirty or forty across the states. Yeah, there's a lot, yeah. There's a, then you got uh, the East Coast in Delaware, Maryland, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania. You got mm-hmm. a whole bunch in the Midwest, a whole bunch, a lot in the Southeast. You've done, you've That's done a the, lot of. The, you went to a yeah. lot of the indie shows. Are they the same uh, promotion, or were they different uh, indie promotions? No, different. They were all different promotions. They were. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I went to ones out in the island and uh uh mostly over here at the at the where we used to go at the what's that what's that place we went to? Uh the Elks Lodge. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's where we went to most of them. Mm, okay. The Elks Lodge. Then we went to we went to ECW once. Oh there. ECW, so yeah. Yeah, that's where they used kinda to miss that. ECW. I kind of yeah. miss ECW. Yeah, ECW yeah, but, is a great promotion. You know, the bad thing about it is I just started getting into ECW near the end, so I don't really know the full story of the ECW. So, right, I'm, right. I'm playing catch up all the time now. Mm. But anyway, well, you get it. But anyway, you know, about the Indies, a lot of the guys from ECW, if you notice. Go into the indies now. They're doing a lot of working with a lot of the indie promotions. Well, yeah, a lot of a lot of guys that uh, leaving the big uh, the big leagues they're coming down because they get paid a lot probably. You know, they're the probably they, when they go to these indie indie show. Well, I went uh, I went to uh, um, the uh, the Elks Lodge one night uh, mm-hmm. a long time ago when my kid was five years old and. Uh, uh, or six, something like that. He was young. He was a young kid. He was into wrestling, big time. Mm-hmm. And uh, Eddie Guerrero was fighting that night. Mm. He was fighting for the belt with uh, Loki. Oh, oh Loki to, too. Yeah. Loki was uh, uh, defending his belt that night. So we went to the show, and 
there was other other stars there. There was Paul Mahoney, God rest his was, soul. Was this a um an indie event or was this ECW? It was an indie. No, it was an indie event. It was, it was an, an indie. indie, okay. Yeah, I believe the guy that owns a store here in Whitestone, he was running his own uh, 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 indie show. So okay, he uh, he you know I get he knows a lot of wrestlers, so he got uh, he got uh, Eddie Guerrero, you know, to fight uh, Loki, and he had uh, like I said that night it w- w- was uh, Bulls Mahoney, I believe, was there too. And it was really, really uh, disturbing to see the people uh, hit the wrestlers. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, they're big. The wrestlers are big. They're strong, right? right? But when they're in a match, you don't – I learned that night, you don't touch a wrestler. Oh, you never okay. do. The never. That That's supposed to. No. The guy that Bulls Mahoney was fighting, you know, he was out of the ring, and some guy hit him. In the audience, right, and that's when Bulls Mahoney blew a fucking gasket, and he just went nuts on the guy. He yelled, you know, everything stopped, and all you could hear is him yelling, "You don't touch! Get him the fuck out of here! You don't ever touch a wrestler!" And they had mm. to kick the guy out, otherwise Mahoney was going to kick his ass. You oh, know, no. well, but it's all Mahoney out, now. Yeah, yeah. So now it. Uh, comes the Loki and uh, Eddie Guerrero fight again. He's uh, I think he was the dirtiest player in the game, not uh, Rick Flair because he oh, lies, what? cheats, and steals. Oh, know? Guerrero, well, that's yeah, his trademark, Guerrero. yeah, yeah, that's that's his trademark. I know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but it was, it was a great fight. He lost, Loki gained his title, and uh, you know, it was a good match. And then later on that night, we went to the diner. Uh, okay. you know, down the block from the Elks Lodge. Okay. And Eddie Guerrero was uh, having, you know, I guess whatever, eating with the, you know, the owner of the promotion. And okay. Then when we got up, we got up to leave, and uh, my son Mikey got up and says, uh, "Good night, Eddie." And then, you know, because everybody kept uh, passing by his table, saying hello to him and, bought, you know, talking to him. So he saw my kid get say, "Good night, Eddie," and we walking away. He goes, "Hey, kid, come here." So you called him over. He picked him up. He was holding him. It was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. He was a real nice guy. Real nice. Oh guy. yeah. Uh, from what I hear, Eddie was a real sweetheart. He was. He was. But uh, yeah. But the show goes on, you know. Yeah, it was true. It was. Uh, you know, those are like you know a couple of stories that I have about my indie uh, experience. Oh, well, yeah. you have. You have a lot. <laughs> I gotta defer to you when it comes to the indies. I'll defer to you. Yeah. And all I know is right now is, all I know is about the indies is the shows that I went to and what now I'm starting to watch online. Yeah. And I went well, for we the next a, show. We got a show that you you and I went to together with uh yeah. FTW Wrestling. Fight right. the World Wrestling, right? Correct. Yes. So those, that's those are, of, those are the only shows I went to. Yeah. And they're pretty good. They were pretty oh, yeah, good. I, I definitely enjoyed those nights. Yeah, they were high-flying, even though uh, the Elks Lodge kind of got smaller where they do their venue, because I never remembered it in there. It was a bigger, it was in the bigger portion of the Elks Lodge. I remember you telling me that. But hey, for what they had, you know. Oh, yeah, it was pretty good. We had, yeah. 
front row seats. You know, it was, it was great. Jesus Christ, yeah, there was great seats. No matter where you yeah. sat over, there, it was uh, you know. Yeah, when good. they and when they broke that and when they broke that door, hey, pick up the split. There's right yeah. in front of you. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's right there. Yeah, it. And uh, from Fight the World Wrestling, I believe next week we have a. We have a, a yeah. not next hopefully, week, yeah, hope, on this hope, podcast. We hopefully have we a, have him ready. Hopefully we have him ready. I don't want to spoil it. Yeah. <laughs> guess. Let's, let's not spoil it until we know for sure, you know? <laughs> yeah. We'll have a, a former champion or current champion. Yep. We'll find out what he is. We'll, if he's we'll a have champion. a special guest. We'll have a special yeah. guest for any fans that are into the FTW guy, uh, promotion. He'll be on. And who else do we have over here? Uh, well, the FTW has a, a, you know, they have, it's a small promotion, but they yeah. got a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of wrestlers on there. Yeah, they got and, about, uh, when I looked at it, it was about 20 guys, I think. Yeah. And they have some women there, some women uh, yeah. wrestling. And then yeah. uh, you got, uh, well, I remember the Sicilian Slammer was, uh, he was champ the last yeah. time. I think he still is. I'm not sure. Yeah, and then uh, who do we have over here? Oh, yeah, the Joey Florida. Yeah, in, he, yeah, he, he's now in the big leagues too. Now he's in AEW. Yeah, he went to AEW. He went to the big big leagues there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but hey, good for him. And then you know now yeah, it's that's gonna. What, that's what it's now, all about. Now yeah. you know. Next is uh, the other guys. Yeah, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears going on there. Oh, and also, what was it? Uh, the fly- Brian Idol. I seen him one time on uh, MLW. Oh, really? Yeah. He won. He won his match. He won his match. Oh, Quite, he, well, was he champion? Um, he was still the Florida champion in FTW, but in the MLW, who's just a challenger, and, and hey, uh, I gotta say, he gotta say he was. Uh, forget about it. He beat the hell out of his opponent. Oh, so he is a pretty decent wrestler. Yeah. Well, he played the heel, obviously. Uh-huh. I'm looking at now all these uh, new guys, these guys in FTW. Uh, last time I was there, I don't remember seeing any of them. So these guys probably weren't there at the time. No, they weren't. They weren't uh, there. Last time I seen... I seen this guy on the first show. He was really good. Uh, Grim Reefer. Grim Reefer, yeah. Uh, he was. I liked him. He was impressive. Wes Draven. He was also really good. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Does a, that uh, his high flying was pretty good. Pretty on spot on. Jack Jack Gallo. Jack Gallo. I seen him not in FTW. I seen him in another uh, independent match. He was going against the Greek god Papa Don, who's also Papa very Don, impressive. Mm-hmm. He's also another impressive guy. Yeah. And you got the Sicilian Slammer. Uh, I liked the way what he did to his opponents. Yeah, the guy's an animal. Oh my God, he's huge. Oh yeah, he's, he's short, huge. but he's, he's he's huge. He's he's got forget about it. He's got power, boy. Yeah. I locked him after the, the show just for fun, just to get a picture. 
I don't know if you were there. I was getting yeah, scared because I was getting scared because he was he was tightening his grip. I was gonna. I think he's in a match. <laughs> he's probably thinking he's in a match with somebody now. He's going. He's gonna break me half through a table. That was that was a good night, though. I gotta say. Yeah, yeah, and that, uh, that other guy, Rage, was there too. Rage, oh, Rage, yeah, Rage is always good. He's always a good guy to watch. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm trying. Oh, here they go. Roster, fight the world roster. Yeah, I'm looking at that now. Oh, did they have who's a champion up there? Uh, let's see here. Uh, but, uh... This was no, there's an old one. Hold on. Current FTW champions. It says here Brian Idol, nothing for the tag team. Current tag team right. FTW world, world champion. Gen X champion Gabriel Sky, and he's a good one, too. Yeah. He really good high flyer. Nice aerial guy. No tag team champions as of this. Uh let's see. Uh, well, main, main roster is everybody excited already. Rage doesn't have the title, and so here, Slammin doesn't have the title. At least well, he show yeah. uh, they're showing uh, Jack Gallo with a title in his arm, but I don't know if this is uh, up to date or what. Right. Well, gotta see. Well, you guys, for this pandemic, it's uh, really tough because we don't know. Well, Brian Idol, he's the, yeah. He's the champ. Yeah, and the, uh, the females, the bombshells. It's Candy Cartwright still holding the title in this one. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see here. What am I looking for? Oh, if this is an uh, up-to-date roster, it's the current FTW champions. So I guess that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. No taking champion yet. Okay. Oh, maybe we'll uh, get lucky and we'll join and uh, become tag team champions. Yeah. If it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I get it's beat up by my. I got beat up by what? Looking at the mirror, I beat myself up looking in the mirror. You want me to go against any of these guys? Yeah. yeah well, uh, well, I guess the tag team. The tag the small, team's uh, vacant because of uh, uh, the pandemic, you know? The, small, the yeah. smallest guy, the smallest and the weakest guy there will probably tie me in a knot. Oh, forget it. You and me both. <laughs> well, going back to this uh, uh, vacant title, because uh, uh, even a lot of the promotions, they had to let go of, uh, like, the three British people in the AEW were let go, you know? Who's, who's that? Was, it was uh, two females and uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, he can't. He just came from a, uh, MLW. Uh, he's a nut job. One of those crazy wrestlers. Mm-hmm. But um, they will let go because they couldn't uh, make it over. They can't make it back here. But I think no. that was an excuse because. Uh, he the the guy had some issues. They had a they had a suspend him, uh-huh. and then uh, they didn't bring. 
because of the issues he had, that, uh, I guess, uh, drug issues and whatnot. Yeah, but that's know? just it, though. Now, if you think about that, AEW, millions of dollars for that, right? Tony right. Khan, he's got millions of dollars to spend. Now, they're considered uh, the major league, one of the major leagues. But what about the independents? You know, it must be hurting them also, even worse. With this. Worse, of course. I mean, they they don't rely on uh, wrestling alone. You know, they right. they got they have side jobs. These people. Yeah, a lot of them have side jobs. Correct. Yeah. But they, what do you uh, think about? What do you think this? Uh, for some of these guys, there is this just like a just a passing thing? You know, it's a part time thing for them, or do they plan on hoping getting to the majors? I don't know. We. Uh, what, what do you think? What any any independence? This, but yeah. you know, it's, it's a mix. I believe it's a mix. You know, guys that are just want to do it. You know, you know they love the sport and they just want to do it for the hell of it. And you, you got the guys that want to go all the way. They're gonna reach for the stars. Yeah, because a lot of these independent guys, they they've been for quite a while. So you're thinking, you know, do they want to get you know to the big leagues or do they want to stay where they are? Because that's where their the people are, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I could see it that way too because, hey, you got your fan base. It's all across the indie nation, so to say. Right. And if you ever move to, say, WWE or AEW, for example, now your fan base is just you and, you know, are you going to be able yeah. to do like you did now? Because, you know, you know, when we went to the shows, the wrestlers are there hanging out with the people, the fans. It's not like a meet and greet. It's right there with them. Yeah, you know, of course. They could, they could be your, they could be your neighbor. Yeah, your next door neighbor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, imagine having Darby Allen as your next. Door. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be looking outside and see if there's a skate have a skull paint yeah. on his face. <laughs> Yeah, what about John Moxley? How about him as a neighbor? Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. Well, yeah, with this uh, pandemic going on, a lot of people, are, you know, it's like you and me. You, you're at your house, and I'm at my house doing a podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With social distancing. <laughs> and then hopefully soon this thing settles, this this, this uh, pandemic is settles down and we get through it. And we're going to hopefully get uh, the next level of podcasts. Yeah. Oh, definitely. But, but I'm looking forward to our first guest. I, I don't want to, want to make sure we're all set with this. Our first podcast is good. We got everything down. So no no problem with uh, when we get our guest. No do we problem. Boy, do we have good questions for him. Yeah. Got a ton of <laughs> questions. I don't know if we can get to all of them, but we have a ton oh. of questions. Oh, yeah. Well, whatever questions we give him, he's got whatever time is needed to answer whatever we got. Yeah. But yeah. you have anything? Uh, you have any other next guest? Our first guest, I say? Nah, not, not right now. Not right now. 
I'm just trying to look something up as we're speaking. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now, yeah, he's gonna be, hopefully, he, hopefully he's going to be the first of many guests. Yeah. Well, once we get him on, you know, we, we'll, we'll get more. We can get more. Yeah. You know, the hey. donors and a bunch of, a bunch of people we got on. Oh, yeah, I start getting some of the referees as guests, too. Yeah. Have you ever heard of a podcast? Have you ever heard of any of the referees actually involved in a podcast themselves? Yeah. Well, oh, you yeah, have? Aubrey, Aubrey Edwards and uh, Tony Schiavone. Oh, right really? After uh, AEW Dynamite. Oh, yeah, yeah, I talk about... Uh, oh, okay, yeah, I'll yeah. count. Yeah, she's the, yeah. the female uh, referee, right? Right, yeah. Yeah. Aubrey mm -hmm. Edwards and Rumi Shivani doing a show, podcast show. Oh, they did their own podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. after the, after the after the show is done, then they do the the podcast. Or, you know. Oh, I got, it. I got it. I got you. Took me a while, but I got it. <laughs> yeah. But uh. And uh, who were the uh, tag team wrestlers here in uh, Fight the World Wrestling? Uh, I, think was, uh, I think it was, uh, let me see here. I think it was the West East Coast or West Coast crew or something. I forgot myself. Let me see if I can pull them up. Okay, hold on. Last time I went to the matches, they were wrestling. Oh, Let's yeah? See. Yeah. Let's see here. Uh-huh, okay. Well, according to this one, the tag team that's there is a team called Fast Motion. Oh, Fast Don't Motion. Don't remember them. Right, right. But there's another team there. So we're going to pull them up. Are you one of those uh, one finger or two finger guys that types? If I try more than one finger, I don't know what the hell I'll be typing in. No, boy. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, well, you do you think it'd be funny? I think it's the only way I can do it. Okay, let's see here. Yeah, there are a few guys, no pictures, there are a few guys, but these guys are in different uh are in different uh promotions. Okay, there's one's the crew, and that's Damien Darling and the Rock Star. Rockstar is FTW. Rockstar is FTW? Rockstar is FTW, yeah. Oh, yeah. Didn't he come from Florida? I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. If that's the same Rockstar we saw the last time we were there, remember? Yeah, he was the same. But uh, Brian Isle, he was the Florida champion. Rockstar, right. I don't know about Rockstar. 
Oh, Brian Idol's the guy. Okay, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a few here. There's uh, what I'm looking for. The ones that we've seen. They don't have them here. Looks like the WWE ate up uh, Evolve Wrestling. They oh, took they them. Yeah. Oh, Evolve. Yeah, I heard of Evolve. Yeah. yeah. I've heard of them. Uh, I tried to. Queen, Queens based wrestling. You know, yeah, so WD, so might be going. W might be going for more uh, indie guys then. Yeah, they've been trying. They're trying to eat up everybody. That's funny because uh, what's his name? Was it was it the Vince or Triple H? Did they say that they don't care much for the? Uh, I don't know who was that. Who was it? Somebody said that. I don't remember who. Not sure if it was from the W, but I just heard somebody. They wouldn't. They didn't care too much about the indie guys. No. Well, they they probably were never in the indies themselves. So. Well, a lot of them weren't. A lot of them were though. Yeah. It's in the indies, I'm not saying that these guys, uh, you know, in the major leagues aren't hard workers, but these guys. <laughs> They got to work at that. They got to, you know, they got to keep well, in shape, tip top shape. Here's the thing. And, here's know, the they thing. got their regular jobs to work at. Oh, here's one. Team Tremendous. I had overlooked them somehow. Oh. Their tag team. They're another tag team. Okay. So right now I see two tag teams in FTW. According to this. Teams. There's the Fast Motion. Team Tremendous and the crew. And the crew, that's it. There's about five guys in it. Yeah, there are four guys in the picture. One of them, yeah. one of them, Rockstar, and the other one, I don't know who this one is. And then you got uh, Austin Pan and uh, Dustin. Team oh, yeah, that, that, Dustin's in the back, yeah. Yeah. AJ Pan, yeah. With AJ Pan and Dustin, yep. Mm -hmm. And then you got the fast motion, that's right. And fast motions right here. Never seen these guys, so I don't know. Oh, when they come around, when they start it up again. Uh, we don't know when they're going to start up, but when they start up again. Well, uh, FTW, if I'm not sure, but FD, I heard FTW's got a match show in uh, Jersey. Oh, yeah, when? Um, I don't remember now, but I know there's a match in Jersey. Mm. I don't know how it's going to happen. I won't be there, obviously, but I wonder how it's going to be. Mm. Maybe one of our, maybe maybe our guest will tell us all about it when he for the yeah. show. <clears throat> we'll see what he has to say about it. Maybe he'll get us mm -hmm. tickets to go. Hey. There's always that. Yeah. Maybe maybe we'll do a run in. You know, we'll you see him know. if you if it's in trouble, we'll see him, we'll do a run in for him. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, we'll be we'll we'll uh, we'll be the you know, the guys that uh jump in the ring and you know, distract the ref, you know. You distract the ref on both ends and uh don't wind up winning the match. That's it. Oh, even better, you know, we can hope we can get chaos. We'll distract everybody. 
And then Kaz does their thing, you know, gives a gives a cheap shot to the their to the opponents, and you know, yeah. let's see what we'll do. What do we got to do? There you go. If I'll let Kaz you. Take, don't, I'll let you take the lead. Uh, I was hoping you would. <laughs> I'll, I'll be I'll be holding the camera. I can't do things like yeah. that. <laughs> I'll be the camera guy. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe we'll you know we'll help Wes Draven. You know, we'll go make him go do his thing. We'll distract him and let him do the job. Yeah. We'll maybe distract we'll his opponent. A, I'll bring a striped shirt and I'll be a ref. How about that? They only hey. have two referees. Hey, that's right. Grab one of the referees. We'll hide. We'll drag him to the back, and you run out there with a with a shirt and. Uh, there you go. Yeah, they only got two referees. That's it. Uh, they have three originally, I think it was one time. Mm-hmm. If I remember. But again, you know, I'm uh I'm 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 still new at the indie stuff, so you know. Yeah. Whoever's gonna listen to this podcast is gonna be finding a lot of things wrong with my knowledge. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask I'm gonna ask for forgiveness now from all the wrestling indie wrestling fans. I'm still oh, new at this indie thinking. stuff. That's why we, we, you know, we're going to try to do call-ins too, so this way we can correct us as well. Oh yeah, most know? definitely. I'm going to need a lot of correcting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it, it'll be all right. You know, this is like I like I said, this is our first show we're doing, and uh, you know, it's kind of uh, it's it's a work in progress. We know what we're doing, but we don't know what we're doing. You know? No, we know we know what we're doing, but we don't know how to do it. <laughs> Let's give it that way. <laughs> yeah. you know, hey, I've watched sure bricklayers. I've just started out like this. I've watched bricklayers put walls together, and I could do it too. But will it come out the way they did it? I don't think so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> practice, practice makes perfect. That's what I say. Yep. And that's what we're doing. Yeah. All right. So I think you're gonna we're gonna wind this up. Yeah. Let's see how the first podcast goes. There's a nice right, dry well, run here. Up. Yeah. And uh, how do I hear on this? What do we got to do? Well, it's gonna be on my end. Well, let's uh, let's end the show and then uh, I'll call you. Right. You got it. You got it, Jack. Make sure you take off your do not disturb now. We're gonna do that next. All right, that means, uh, ladies and gentlemen, anybody out there listening? Again, this is our first show. We hope you guys listen. It will get better, and you know, each time the show will get better and better and better. And we and welcome, we'll, and we welcome your constructive criticism on how we can improve. Yes, and that too. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Don't hurt, don't hurt us too much. <laughs> all right, so all right, we'll take, you know. All right, Until Jack, take care. Show. You got Good it. Night, I'll see you then. Good night. Good night, it. all. Take care. Good night. Yeah, no, no, no. Worry about it. Cool. All right. Hello, everybody. This is Jack DeSena along with John Marini. How you doing? We are on our show. The name of our show, John? J&J Indie Wrestling Talk Show. There we go. Today we have a special <laughs> guest, ACW Open Challenge champ, Rage. And the uh, ACW stands for Alpha Championship Wrestling. 
and uh, Rage is here along with Chaos. Hi. <laughs> uh, and we have a whole bunch of questions for them. Uh, you want to start it off, Johnny? Yeah, well, let's start off with the basic here. When uh, Rage, when did you first start wrestling? Uh, I started, it's been about seven years now. Seven years? Yeah. Okay. Wow. I started late, though. Mm. I wasn't a young... What happened? Kid. What made you uh, take up uh, um, I, me, Well, I've been a fan since who knows when. And um, I got my son into it. And at the time, he was, I think, 16. And we went to an indie show. And while we were there, um, one of the wrestlers mistaken me for a worker. And was directing us towards, you know, where the wrestlers would go into the place. And I'm like, no, 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 we're fans. And... My son thought it was funny, and he said, you should be a wrestler, and then the guy overheard and got into a whole conversation about training and different schools, and my son said, well, listen, why don't we do it together? We'll go in together. Oh, wow, that's great. Yeah, so huh. that's how it started. So he started wow. basically when he was 16? Uh, yeah, training. training. 18, you know, you were able to get into the ring and actually perform, but uh, like I said, he we both got into it, but he decided... <laughs> Um, he had college at the time, or he's getting ready to go to college. Okay. He had a band. He had a bunch of other stuff on his wow. on his plate. Wow! And uh, I just continued going. So he kind of dropped out of it, but I just kept going. You said well, you started late. How yeah. old were you when you first started? If you don't mind asking. Well, I'm 49 now, so it was seven years ago. Wow! Yeah. Uh, you look younger than 49. Hey, thank <laughs> you. I never would expect you to be no. 49 years old. <laughs> Wow. wow. So you got to join pro wrestling. It keeps yeah. you young. <laughs> I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, but the thing is, the way I'd probably do it, I get beat up so bad that I look twice my age. <laughs> now, you were working out prior to, to this? Or yeah, prior, yeah. Oh, yeah. you were? Yeah. So you were I was a uh, gym rat. Oh, great. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, what, uh, that's what helped you yeah. get in. That's yeah. good. Were you always into like the sports and stuff like that? Or? Uh, be honest with you, I wasn't really that much into sports itself. But, like, you know, I was into bodybuilding, okay. pro wrestling, you know, I was a big fan, um, football, you know. Oh, so you played football? Or I school? didn't play football. Oh, you didn't play football. I liked to watch football. Oh, okay. <laughs> like I said, I, was, I, wasn't, I wasn't the athlete in high school, you know. Okay. I was, you know, hanging out with all the metalheads. No, that's nothing wrong with that. No, I nothing wrong with that. I don't remember too much from that. Uh, so, what about you, uh, Chaos? What uh, what influenced you to become the manager or the champion? Pretty much um, any match that he would be on, I would watch him and I'd get really excited. And I'd pretty much be the loudest person cheering in the audience anyway. Mm. And I was like, hey, Dad, can I walk you in? He's like, yeah, come to class. So, like, I went to class and first time I tried to walk him in and I wasn't trained, it wasn't that great. But when I first came out as Chaos, it... It was, it was really great. I was hooked. And you wrestle as well? Um, I valet him, and I sometimes do moves, but. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's good at uh, the Frankensteiner sometimes when you're in the ring. Oh, really? Yeah. Really, the Frankensteiner? Yeah. Wow. Her Karana. She they does call really her yeah. Karana. I still call what really called the. Her yeah, Frank when you said the. Yeah. Frank, yeah, that was. That's it. I think they're the ones that Scott uh, Steiner yeah, created yeah. the, the Steiner brothers created and it. And for some reason, everybody starts calling it the Her Karana. Because they don't want to use their names in other promotions. Here are the I head scissors. Yeah. Yeah, that is an awesome move. I remember when I first seen it, I was like, wow. I'd break my neck if someone did that to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's know? why I don't even bother trying to do anything like that if I went to the ring. 
And uh, we've got more questions here. Oh, we got a lot, of a lot more. Yeah. Uh, tell us some about. Tell us about some of your best matches. Oh, that, was, that is a good one. Um, let's see. Uh, probably, I would say, Def. Oh, I don't know. Um, I mean, I can talk about the championship matches that I've won belts uh -huh. at. Um, they they're always always well, memorable. Well, those are the, yeah. Yeah, like when I did win, like I said, I'm the ACW Open Challenge champion. I've actually held that belt for six years. And wow. the only reason why is because it's alternated through different federations. Uh -huh. So, like, if a federation came out where it originated was uh, WWL, World Wrestling Organization, mm -hmm. and that's when the title was given, to, well, when I won the title. Um, but then that federation fell through, but the title stayed, mm -hmm. and they just moved it to another federation. Oh, so, I see. Wow. So that's how it's been carried on carried on how does that work with the internet you know when you have a title from another promotion how does that work with the other promotions uh it depends like you know you're, you're the, the, the open challenge champion yeah. in this one but when you go back to ftw are you still considered that challenge on that one still or um are you notified are you known it depends the, the reason why i say it depends depends on the promoters <laughs> if they get together and they want to do something like a uh a joint thing they'll they'll recognize the champion oh like triple a and uh mm. and triple yeah. uh, a wrestling MLW. and uh, mlw do. yeah yeah but uh most of the time i mean the way you look at how wwe would almost back in the day when it was wwf you wouldn't even know anything from the past of these wrestlers mm -hmm. until they came to wwf right yet they had this amazing career championships and you would That's never it. have known mm -hmm. it's kind of like that in the indies to an extent you know what i mean okay. yeah. Right. Wow. What's your training like when you when you go for the matches? It's like, a, do you train differently or just regular training? Uh yeah. I mean, I, I guess I go more so heavy um, as far as you know training, you know, at the gym and stuff like that. Prior to a, uh, well, a match. Like, well, for example, when uh, when you have a uh, say, you're going uh, against. Um, I don't know, Brian. Oh, if I, if I, are you training differently to yeah, for that match? I mean, yeah, or? yeah. I, I always look at uh, the opponents that I'm going to be in the ring with, try to catch some of their video or whatever that I can get okay. you know, knowledge from if I haven't wrestled them before. Brian Idol, I've wrestled many times. So, you know, we got a kind of a knack of what we do in the ring, so which is good. Okay. But if it's somebody new, like I know earlier you had brought up, I wrestled Von Schmidt. Yeah. He's been around for a long time. I never wrestled the guy, so course it was nervousness because the guy's been around for a while and he's a vet yeah. and uh you know i wanted to make a great impression um so i did view his matches uh i mean it, that's basically all you can really do you know unless unless you're able to practice or get in a ring with them beforehand it's, it's you know okay what about your, your family how do they feel about you as a wrestler well, I support well, I know it. you support it. <laughs> I know your, your son supports it. Yeah, but yeah. I was uh, wife and... Uh, my, my, wife, my wife is probably definitely uh, my number one fan. Um, the reason why I say that is because she didn't marry a professional wrestler. Okay. I became a professional wrestler okay. after we married. So for her to even put up with that is a big deal, you know? Well, if you don't mind me asking, what did you do before becoming a wrestler? Do you have another job? Well, yeah, I mean... 
not to not to let this out of you need you definitely need to have a full time job because pro wrestling isn't gonna uh, pay your bills unless you know you hit the, the major league. Yeah, major league. And uh, yeah, I, I work in the city right now. I work for a management company in the city. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's good. Did you ever go to work in uh, face paint? Uh, no, but I actually I had to put the face paint on at work because I had a, uh, a TV spot on someone's talk show. Oh. And I had to jump on the train with the makeup on, but. Um, oh, cool! I had to but do that's it at work. normal. That's but I went normal in New York. Manhattan. Yeah, it was kind of like <laughs> Superman, uh, Superman or something. You know, I yeah. walked into the bathroom, came out with the face paint on, and everyone was like, "Oh, you know, <laughs> who the flip are you?" Exactly. <laughs> Wow, that's cool. That's cool. You know, uh, we were going back to about when some of your best match really stands out. Uh, like you could uh, just watch that match again. Yeah, I mean, I had... Did you had do a, that match or anything? Yeah, there was one match that <clears throat> sticks to me pretty big because uh, one of my trainers came up to me after the match and said, that's got to be one of your best matches. Um, it was a ladder match. It was for okay. the X oh, Division Championship at um, FTW. Okay. And uh, there was, I think, four of us that were wrestling each other for this title with ladders. And it, it was a great match. I mean, you know, I did a lot of stuff off the ladder, which I normally don't do, high flying. You know, I'm usually a ground kind of guy. Um, so I, I definitely stepped up in that match. Okay, good. You know? And the guys that were involved really put up a good fight. I didn't come out victorious, right? But, but it was memorable, and people remember those certain spots I had in that match. Were like, yeah. holy, you know? How many, <laughs> how many people did you go against? How many people were it? Triple, uh, triple threat. It was three. It was triple three. threat. Yeah. Okay. Those are tough matches. No matter indies or the the major oh, yeah. leagues, it's that those are tough matches. Yeah. And you see, after a match, all the black and blues, the the bruises that the yep. the wrestlers have, and I kind of like feel that pain with the you know. Especially oh, when you're as close as we are, you actually like you almost get hit by the guys. You know? I mean, and you think oh, about yeah. it, you're in a ring, and it's a certain size, and you know you take it for granted that you know oh they're in the ring, but if you got three or four guys in there with you and you're yeah. all being thrown around and everything like that, when you land or something like that, you got to be careful. You know, yeah. you're not. Landing on somebody and mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because there could be some serious injuries with that and yeah. a ladder. What about you? What was your favorite match with that? Um, personally, my favorite match was the one between Rage and Coach Mamone. Even though I ended up featuring Rage, <sighs> but um, you know, the most memorable memorable parts of it were the parts where there were um. Where they call that props and stuff. I thought that was funny, the humor and all that. And also Coach Mamone's mustache. I gotta go with the mustache. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, what do you feel about that? That she went for the mustache? I mean, kids will be kids, right? You know? I mean, you can guide them the right way, but sometimes a little hair on the lip. At home, was like, go to your room, lady. Distraction. Young lady, go to your room. I mean, he, you know, I'm bring home, you're grounded. No don't more bring home a guy. But, but you know, I waited it out. It took about a year, and I kind of like, I knew she would come back to her senses again yeah. and come back. But you know, I mean, I feel bad. You know, he his, his mustache was kind of eye candy. I'd be staring at the mustache, and he'd be like, "My eyes are up here." <laughs> so how long did that feud last? Uh, it was about a year. 
Yeah, really? For about a year. Who, who initiated the feud to begin with? Did he initiate it, or was it, um, what caused the feud? I'm trying to remember. Were I you think guys was, were friends at one time, or partners nah, at one time? No, we weren't We weren't really friends or, at or one did time. did he just target you? Uh, yeah, you know, he, he was probably the top heel at the time in FTW. Um, so, and I was pretty much the, the top baby face at the time. Um, so he was looking to get, you know, up the ladder, if you okay. want to call it that. So, I mean, he challenged me to a fight. I said, okay. Um, I think the first match we had, he slammed me over the head. With a it's not about the people. I'll cut it out. <laughs> Great ringtone, though. Uh, Thanks. <laughs> but like I said, he slammed me over the head with the with the picture frame, and after that, it was just revenge. After that, it wasn't even matches anymore. You know? And then, of course, when my daughter jumped ship, now you're talking family. So, oh boy, that's, yeah, so that's why it went that's on for tough. about a year. Broke his heart. <clears throat> Broke yeah. everybody's heart. You mentioned before you, you were bad? babyface. I do, you know. And that uh, that brings you to the kayfabe question. Yes. What do you think about kayfabe in wrestling still? Do you think it still has a place, or is it being faded out pretty much it, to non-existence? It, it does have a place, um, but you got to know like when to play. It, you know what I mean? Uh, like I try to stay in face face paint when I'm doing interviews and and carrying myself as best as I can that way. Um, but you know, I, I'm not nervous about answering questions about uh, you know training or anything like that. But at the same time, like I think the audience is is what keeps the kayfabe going because uh, the way it was described to me, you could walk, you could be to outside talking about pro wrestling. Oh, did you see this? Oh, where did he train? You know, all the inside stuff. But once you get in there and you sit down in the chair, you you you're in a whole other world because you now. Even though you may be saying, "Oh, this isn't real," you're you are now sitting there watching it and believing it is real. Okay. You know what I mean? And I think that that's that's on the wrestlers' part that we have to create that that <clears throat> little confined imagination to go at that point in time. And I think that's where you find good wrestlers, uh, professional wrestlers, and bad professional wrestlers as far as keeping well, that going. You, as a professional wrestler, you give that audience that image, so. Day in and day out, you have to kind of maintain that image in the, the, the fans' mind. Yes, right? yes. I think it's easier nowadays, too. I mean, these guys used to live by that, and they couldn't even walk out of the houses without getting yelled at. USA! Or something thrown at them. Yeah. There was, you know, yeah. people believe that this they guy was a like of, a murdering you No, know, a lot Russian. of people still do believe that, I believe. Yeah. You know, I, you know they, that's they, the thing. There are, there know, are, not there a lot, are, but a handful. Yeah, you there know. are people out there. I mean, I get asked and, questions and certain times, I'm and I'm like... The question and you see it in tweets, too. And, yeah. You know, when people are tweeting on What's Facebook. What's your take on kayfabe in the wrestling? Honestly, I like it a lot, because... um you know, when I first started watching wrestling, I was watching, like, the Attitude Era and stuff, mm -hmm. so I like when people stay in character. I, I love um, I love the idea of, like, acting and, you know, all that stuff, and I enjoy how it's kind of like superheroes. Okay. You know what I mean? You got the good guy and the bad guy. I like when you could see, like, two guys fight in the ring, and they're not right after fighting in the ring, you know, just talking to each other, being chummy. Like, no, they go to separate parts, you right. know what I mean? Like, I like that more. It's more entertaining, more believable. I heard and I heard stories uh, about the WWE when uh, uh, the guys were uh, traveling together. Uh, back then, 
before the Attitude Era, and I think it was Bret Hart and somebody else. You know, a fan saw them on the plane chatting and laughing it up, and then as soon as they saw them being watched, they just stopped talking to each other and, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, that just... Oh they God. had a whole... Yeah, because it, uh, I guess McMahon... Yeah, the, back the, then, you weren't even yeah. supposed to be traveling together if you right. were a, a heel and a baby face, yeah. you know? It, that That's was, what they were doing, and they, they, they had, had separate locker rooms. Wow. Have you noticed they went that's, that far. that's how far it was. Have you wow. noticed the difference when we're talking about kayfabe? Have you noticed the difference between the wrestlers back then and wrestlers now? When you're a heel or a babyface, you set by one set of rules. Mm-hmm. Like the babyface never broke a rule, never bent the rule. But now, they all wrestle basically the same kind of style. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, as far as like I know from being in the indies and myself, there are certain rules that a babyface doesn't do. Um, in tag team and singles that you know about you know what I mean and it's and again same with the heels you know the heels are there to make you hate them and a good heel will make that make the crowd hate them so much that if the janitor came out from the back with his mop and everything and looked as if he was going to climb into the ring the crowd would go nuts cheering him without even knowing who he is that's that's a good heel that's a good heel what about cheap heat in the indies? Guys doing the nice underhanded techniques, no matter what it is, just to get the, the crowd to pop. Um, Would that be the epitome of a heel to you guys, or just as a wrestler doing whatever a heel does in the wrestling ring? What do you uh, well? Well, for example, describe what you mean. Because for example, like um, throws you out in the ring, and then he'll start bothering a, a fan and just stick a thumb in your eye again, not giving you. A oh yeah, that's that's total the heel. That's total heel. That would yeah. be a complete heel to you no matter what it is. Complete heel, yeah. Well, uh, a couple of weeks ago, Sammy Guevara was, uh, uh, they he, they said he was bringing a lot of heat. He had a lot of heat. Mm-hmm. So, and backstage. And they showed a video of him walking around with a fan, uh, an electric fan. He's looking for a plug so this way he could cool it off and the heat will cool down. <laughs> you got me on an electric fan. I was like, where is this going? This sounds like it's going to be a joke or something. Well, he's the one. <laughs> Last year at SummerSlam, he he was at SummerSlam in, uh, I think it was in uh, Houston. And he was out there with a Nerf tank. <laughs> shooting Nerf bombs at the, at the, you know, the entranceway. But he was making fun of... Um, uh, DX, remember when DX? Yes. I think they went to uh, that was in Nassau Coliseum or was it another place? Oh, anyway, they went there with a tank, yeah. you know. And oh yeah, yeah. They That's went to right. WCW with That's a right. tank, yes. yeah. And uh, that that was funny, you know. Yeah. He was making fun of DX doing that with a tank. <laughs> uh, here's one for you. Uh, where's the, your favorite location to wrestle at? Is there a, one area, one venue you'd like to go to the most? Wow, that's a good question. Yeah, I got a good one. That was a really good question. Um, I mean, I right now, I would say the Elks Lodge is probably home. You know what I mean? When I hear we're going to be performing at the Elks Lodge, I, I, I get excited because it's, it's like home, you know? Right, right. It's, everybody's comfortable there, you know? Now, have you ever wrestled when it was... In the big arena? No, at the, no. Never wrestled but, like, I've been in matches with some of the guys from ECW yeah. and stuff. They, right. they always have stories about it. Because uh, when he first brought me to FTW, the match, he goes, it's at the Elks Lodge. I says, great. 
I love the Elks Lodge. <laughs> we go over there and we're waiting on the side. I remember we used to go in the front where the yeah. Elk is. But he's taking me to the side. He goes, no, this is where you get in. And it, it was different. I'm like, this is not the Elks Lodge. I'm looking around. Yeah, they sold yeah, that I building. See. Yeah. Yeah. And then, oh, that so they sold that building it's, and they uh, built, uh, now they call that the Elks Lodge? Or that's part of it? Um, actually, the, what the Elks Lodge used to be with the big elk outside yeah. is now like a church or something. Oh, or some, well, so that's what I was going to say. If you got in there, that you were probably standing online waiting for the Eucharist <laughs> or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you were talking about baby faces and heels. What do you consider? Uh, definitely baby face. Because yeah. yeah. I was watching a match with a tag team with you, and you guys were definitely the heels in that match. Which match? It was with you and Pitbull won. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. And I was going, wait a second. I thought they were faces. Yeah. Um, that was kind of, uh, we, we, we were testing waters. We were trying to see. And that was with the ACW. The what, NEW, I think it was? Uh, NEW, yes. New Evolution Wrestling. Uh, we were testing the waters to see exactly which direction we were going to go. And we were letting the audience kind of pick it. Mm -hmm. And after the match, we realized, they, you know, Gary Wolf, Pitbull number one, said to me, because, you know, you're getting the cheers out there. I don't know if this is going to work. <laughs> so we were like, yeah, all right. Let's kind of side over a little bit and make us not as bad, you know. We'll, we'll, we could be bad, but we could be cool bad, you know. Yeah. And that's kind of like what we're gearing towards now, mm. so... And how was being shoved by Fonz? Being abused by somebody like that? How, what that? What resentment went through your mind? Like, what the hell he is? Oh my God! The worst thing ever is when a guy thinks, "Oh, hey, I'm just gonna push you. I'm just gonna shove you." Like, no, I might be five one, but I'll kick your ass. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, seriously. Like, you know, do they not know who who the heck my dad is? First off, second off, I can defend myself because I mean. I can freaking... I got a devastating hurricane. I mean, excuse me, Frankenstein, and watch out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll send you through the crowd. Mm. Wow. How are the crowds, being that the crowds now, how do the crowds treat you in all the different federations, all the different promotions? About the same or... You got, about the you got same. You pop in the um, same ones? No, I mean, I, I, I've been lucky. I, I'll be honest with you, I've been lucky. And and with pro wrestling, um, I always tell people that, that get involved... Yeah you know, the young guys, the green guys, that uh, pro wrestling is probably like 98% visual before anything else. Before I could do this move, I could do that move, before I could fly off the top rope, before anything, it's visual. And if you look the part, people will respond to it. So if you look like a heel, they're gonna respond to that. If you look like a face, they're gonna respond to it. If you look like a professional wrestler, they're gonna respond to it. So if you're gonna go out there in sweatpants, sneakers, knee pads, and a Punisher shirt. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. You know, maybe you should decide on something, wearing something else, you know? Maybe go to the gym, maybe, you know what I mean? Well, the Punisher shirt will make you, you know, you'll probably fear the guy if he's wearing a Punisher shirt. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I said, I, I've been very lucky. I've gone to shows and no one's known me and my music comes on, I come out, and the crowd pops. So I don't know if it's something, I, I'm not trying to be conceited, I don't know if it's something that I have or just the way I present myself when I come out. It's gotta be. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm sure that has, I'm sure that has a lot to do with it too. Where did that come from? Anything? Well, the story behind that is I went through training and the very, very first time I climbed into a ring at a show, 
I was in a Royal Rumble, and it was for FTW. And when I was told I was going to be in this Royal Rumble, uh, you know, I was home, and I'm thinking, oh, okay, Royal Rumble. I didn't How have many the greatest people? gear. Uh, probably about thirty. Wow. Yeah, Think. about thirty. Um, there wasn't. Uh, I didn't have any gear really yet, you know. So I was wearing like talking about cut off, <laughs> cut off jeans, the knee pads, you know, black sneakers, and they, but everybody kind of looked the same when they were going out there because a lot of them were students. And I said, I got to do something different. So face paint came into it. Mm. I said, one way to stand out, I'll throw some face paint on. And from that point on, it stayed. Wow. The face yeah. paint influenced the type of wrestling you did, or like, um, like a mystique to the. Yeah, I mean, once I got it on, and once I realized that people were accepting it, and I was getting cheered or booed or whatever at the time in the beginning, um, I I just went along with it. I, I decided to grasp other, you know, face painted wrestlers and kind of like incorporate maybe a little bit of that, you know, Ultimate Warrior, Road Warriors, you know, kind of thing, you know. And it worked, you know? Oh, that's good. So. You patting yourself after those guys? Or? Um, yeah, to an extent, yeah. Yeah. You know. Who's your, in that, now compared to back, like, say, wrestlers 20 years ago, who would be your pick to, as a constant uh, idol type? As an idol type? Yeah. Um, who would you want to pattern your, your wrestling after? Compared from the wrestlers back then, like, say... Bruno Sammartino, Ultimate Warrior. Um. Yeah, I mean, if I if I if I would say I could tell you who my favorite wrestlers were, but okay, good. Um, all right, well, when I first got into pro uh, watching pro wrestling, the first wrestler that I like was addicted to was uh, Jimmy Superfly Snugger. Okay. Yeah, and then um, later on, the '80s yeah. came in, and I was watching, and I got into the Macho oh. Man, obsessed. Dig it. Yeah. Ooh, and then, yeah. and then the attitude era, the attitude era, Stone Cold was the deal. I yeah. was big Stone Cold fan. Hands yeah. down. So yeah. was I. You know? So was I. So was and you were talking about, you know, the heel face thing. Right. That was the first time people started saying that, you know, there's no difference between heel and face. But me being in the biz, and I'm sure a lot of other uh, wrestlers or, or fans, big fans, marks, whatever, you could see where Stone Cold did make that transition to baby face. There were certain things but that... But his style of wrestling didn't really no, change. No, it didn't change, but there were certain laws he was going by that you could see in his matches to where Captain... Yeah, I, I know what you're talking that, about. I think, you know what I mean? Safe zone. In my opinion, I think he's more being more of a tweener because he did the same thing when yeah. he was wrestling a baby face or he was wrestling another heel. Yeah. So he stayed pretty much, you know, on the middle line. To an extent. Like I said, I think once he went baby face, he got a little smarter, if you want to say that. You know what I mean? Where if you watched him when he was healed, you know, as it's supposed to go, the the, the, the baby face would get over on the heel because he's smarter. You know what I mean? He knows the moves better. And, you know, you'd always see Stone Cold, like, fumble with something and get right. caught up in something where later on it was the other way, you know? Let's go back a little bit more. You mentioned Stone Cold's one of your favorites. What about... Uh, guys like Bruno Sammartino, you know the guys in that era. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Bruno. I like Bruno. Uh, I liked the way wrestling was back then more so than it is today, only because, well, for instance, um, storylines, uh, they were compelling. You know, people went to the Garden, sold it out, to watch Bruno Sammartino wrestle Larry Zabisco. Yeah. You know how many times, but they would still keep going. I went to one of those matches. Yeah. I mean, I went to get, Bruno get, and uh, 
Roddy Piper match, steel cage match in East Rutherford. Oh, remember that, that feud? Yeah. Was that when he called him the Italian uh, bad word on Piper's Pit? And then started the whole feud. Remember that feud? He called him a wop. Oh, wop. Wop. He called him a wop. He called him a wop. And I think he smacked him across the face or vice versa. I think San Martino smacked him. Yeah. And then that's that, how that feud started. I remember that. I was like, whoa. Yeah, then Bruno started cursing him out at a yeah. time. Yes. I remember that one. And Vince was there as an announcer. And back then, I didn't know Vince was a member of the family. You know, I was like, I was the ultimate mark back then. It was yeah. Saturdays, midnight, yeah. Channel yeah. 9. I was, yeah. like, I was what, maybe 12, 10, 12 years old, something yeah. like that? Yeah. Just started watching wrestling. Like, going, wow, this is real stuff. This yeah. is so cool. Wow. I mean, I, rem I remember going, we had an arena. I used to live in Ridgewood, Queens. Oh, okay. Full parts okay. unknown. Uh, and uh, <laughs> and uh, that arena was like a small little dinky arena, but it was fantastic. The matches they had in there. I saw Jimmy Snooker wrestle Ray the Cripple of Stevens. Oh, that must have been a great match. I saw the Samoans against uh, the Jules and Jay Strongbow. Okay. I mean, they had some classic matches in there, and it was just unreal. I remember going there as a kid and just... It, it was unreal. Yeah. Yeah. Ivan Kutsky. Yes, He's yes. One of my favorites. Ivan Kutsky. Yep. Yeah. Wow, that, those were, those, that was back in the day. Oh, yeah. Oh. If you could pick one of those wrestlers as a tag team partner, who would you pick? From that era? Yeah. Say you could bring him back in time, bring him up to here, at that peak. Who would you pick? Who would be your... Your pick for a take the or an opponent, matter of fact. Um, I don't. You know, I, I'm thinking about all these. You know who I would have loved to wrestle on because it would have been really awkward, but at the same time, I think it would have been cool. The Missing Link. Oh my God! Oh. You remember that guy? Yeah, I remember the Missing Link. I yeah. think that would be a fun match. Supposedly the hardest yeah. head in, yeah. the, in the industry. Both got face paint on. Yeah. Both going at it. Yeah, I think that would be oh, fun. That would be awesome. Yeah. That would have been awesome. I got a question. If you could pick a major promotion to work for, which one would you choose? Oh, wow. Um, I guess everybody's dream is WWE. Uh, but now you have so many others out there. I would still say it would probably be WWE. WWE? Only because, like I said, I've been a fan before I was a wrestler. And WWF. Right. You know, just to, just to you know, get that yeah. paycheck. Says, you know, yeah, that's what I heard. Entertainment. That's, you know? <laughs> uh, as soon as AEW came out, uh, everybody was getting a bigger paycheck. Yeah, yeah. Because they didn't want Vince McMahon. They didn't want the, anybody signing to uh, AEW. Then all of a sudden, he started uh, <coughs> laying people off. Yeah, firing them. Back so, in April. So if you were in, uh, if you were in WWE, if you could pick babyface or heel, what would you want to? Uh, I would go. I would go for babyface. You go for the babyface. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd try it out. You know, I think I, I don't want to say it, but it it depends on how you look at it. I mean, I think babyface is a little bit harder because you're trying to get people to cheer you. Mm. I think it's easier to get people to hate you, even if yeah, that's you know, true. You know what I mean? Think about it. Look at Baron Corbin. Yeah, I mean, and, and I hate him. He's you know, a great cook, though. If you ever see his videos, I don't know why they made him the king guy, of the oh. ring twice. Yeah. Why the first time was too much. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I definitely try for face. You know. 
Nothing wrestling related to it, yeah. but here's just a little question. Uh, what type of music do you listen to? Okay, this is one question I was not going to answer. I'm totally kidding with you. <laughs> don't ask about music. John, don't piss him off. <laughs> uh, I, my, I tried not to. That's why I said anything you don't want to talk about. My my big thing is uh, I love metal. Metal uh, music. Uh, right up our alley. Exactly. Yeah. As a matter of fact, we listened to it on the way in. Yeah. yeah. Like, I come in, my theme song when I come in is uh, Sworn Enemies, uh, It's Time to Rage. Okay. That's your opening uh, music, yeah. Yeah, Sworn Enemy, which another story is, I actually had invited them, didn't think that it was going to happen. I got on a radio show. I had a friend that was doing a a radio show, and it was a metal radio show, and he had Sworn Enemy on it. He goes, oh, you know, Rage, call up, call up. The the band does your song, they're going to be on here. Now, they didn't do my song and then I did it you know it was on their album for years before I picked it and uh, I called up and I was talking to some of the guys and one of the guys says yeah if you ever make it to WWE we want to play for you for Wrestlemania oh wow so I said okay I says well it's not in the cards right this second but I said how would you guys like to perform at a show that I come out to yeah all right. and it was left like that Next day, I get a call from the guy that does the my friend, and he says, "Yeah, hey, they're interested. They wanna they wanna perform for one of your shows." So sure enough, they yeah, came and they performed cool. at uh, La Boom. And, oh, and uh, yeah, Sunnyside. When I wrestled uh, Ace Andrew, uh, not Ace Andrews, uh, Andrew Anderson, and uh, it was it was wild. It was wild. That was cool. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. What about yeah. your um, your other friends in the, the the league, so to say? Do you hang out with any of them at all, or? Um, well, you know, in pro wrestling, you have close friends and you have friends. You know, what I mean, it's it's some. When I say that like that, I mean, you have very few friends as far as like close friends go. Okay. Um. So there are a few that you know I, I talk to and you know converse with. Um, okay. Anybody? Hang out every day? No, but I mean, there's a few that I could call up and be like, you know, hey, you want to go do something or okay, whatever. Is that in just FTW or is that with the other promotions? With, with the other promotions too. Also, you know, like I, I wrestled in Puerto Rico and a bunch of us went down in Puerto Rico. So, I mean, there's that close bond that you get when you do something big like that, you know? Like I also went to Canada with a, a small group of FTW guys and I think that group kind of stuck together after oh, that's that. Cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of a bond. Okay. So. That's cool. Did you ever have a situation during a bad match? Not a bad match, during a match that went bad. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I brought it up to you earlier, uh, wrestling coach Mamone. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, and also Von Schmidt. And the Von Schmidt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, the coach Mamone was, uh, was pretty serious because, like I said, I, the way the match went, we went up to the top rope and I was supposed to give him my finisher off the top and he leaned on me a certain way and I couldn't get him hooked the right way and I said I gotta let you go and he's like alright and I threw his legs over me almost like an uh, F5 okay. and, but off my shoulders onto the mat and he instead of going flat sailed down straight down onto his shoulder and broke his shoulder so luckily that was the end of the match but again, it was. Don't forget your scary. leg injury, though. Well, that I wasn't able to finish the match. Yeah. That cool. Was, yeah, I, I was injured uh, in an outside match, 
and um, I was wrestling uh, Gary Reno, and I threw him out of the ring, or, yeah, I threw him out of the ring, and I was supposed to go out after him, and the wind, we were right near the water, was blowing the ring skirt up. So when I kind of went out of the ring, I kind of did like a, I'm trying to describe it. He like jumped out, right? Yeah, I kind of like jumped out, but my foot hit that ring skirt that was popping out and pulled me this way. So all my weight went down on this ankle and literally popped my foot to where my foot was like this in the boot. But you still did that drop kick, right? Oh, no, I was out. That was it for me. I was I was led to the ambulance by Terry Funk was on the show, uh-huh. and he came out and was like holding my hand like brother you'll be all right you know bringing me into the walk ambulance. Walk it off, walk it off, walk it. It's okay. And I was out of wrestling for a couple of months because of that. Wow. The promoter thought that was it. He said I think you're done. But you luckily, retired at one time, didn't you? From from uh, wrestling? Uh yeah, it was because of the, the ankle. Oh, yeah. The... Oh, it was because of the ankle. Okay. Yeah, it was it was uh it was kind of scary. I didn't know what I was going to be doing yet, and then um. You know, it healed properly. I was I was lucky, and once I started training again, I was able to put weight on it and stuff like that. Um, I realized I'm I, I could still go. Oh, good. So. That's good. Not a lot of uh, people could uh, do that. Yeah, well, that's get lucky like that. And it's part of the biz. I mean, you're gonna break stuff. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about it. You are gonna break yeah, something. Definitely. So, who is your toughest opponent to date right now in any promotion? Oh, or wow. you have different uh, levels of toughness in each promotion. Uh, I would say probably FTW. I would have to put. I'd have to put Brian Idol up there on that one. He's he's pretty tough opponent. He's well versed in uh, you know moves and you know. So I I would definitely put him on that for that. Uh. I'm trying to think who else. ACW. I've been in the ring with Nimrod so far. They're pretty new fed. So we have a little few going on. Um, I would say... I thought he was an FTW. Yeah, he's an FTW too, but I haven't wrestled him in FTW. Only for ACW. Um, and actually, he's 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 come a long way. He's pretty new also. Yeah. Um, but he's really developing well as far as uh, professional wrestler, character... And everything, and um, he he was pretty tough. You know, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I got hit in the head with the belt. I, you know, I took some pretty pretty sick moves from him, which was, you know. Do you prefer tagging or single touches? Um, right now, no. I know you're tagging with. The yeah, I mean, wolf, it's it's fun to be able to alternate. Um, there's plus and minuses for both. Uh, but I, I actually don't mind either either one. I, I don't mind either one. How did you two get decided to become a tag team as the new Pitbulls? Um, I had a feud. Yeah, I had a feud with uh, Splendid Bobby and his team, and they would come in and constantly jump me and left and right after every match. Even if I won, it was like getting pounded at the end, and I just got sick and tired of it. So uh, NEW New Evolution Wrestling decided to pair me up with someone they picked. And the match was good. We we lost. We lost that one, right? I think we lost Which that one? one. The one with the Lycan. The think first so. match. Yeah. So I at the end of that match, I said, "Listen, I said I will not wrestle for this federation again unless I'm able to pick my uh, tag team partner." 
And they basically said, all right, well, you know, who are you going to pick? And they were naming all these guys that were on the roster. And I said, I got a friend of mine. So I called Gary, who I've oh, okay. uh, spoken so, to, and we so you, you know, have a decent know friendship. Before. Yeah. And I told him, I said, listen, I said, why don't you come down and, you know, be my tag team partner? So he says, fine. So it was actually his idea. Once we teamed up, he says, listen, you know what? Let's call us the new Pitbulls. And then that I was honored. And uh, you're Pitbull three. Yes, and that's how it worked out. So. And how was he? Uh, did he have impart to you a lot of knowledge as a tag team, being that he was such a great tag team himself? Oh yeah, yeah. You know, he definitely has uh, a lot of knowledge as far as uh, tag team and um, just overall, you know, technique as far as you know how to deal with the match and stuff. You know. Opened your eyes a little bit. What about you? Uh, managing the new pit bulls, how did that feel? Um, it, it was kind of intimidating, to be honest, because, you know, you see this guy who's been in it for so long, he's been in ECW, and I'm like, oh, God, how is he going to act? You know what I mean? I was like, is he going to be nice? Is he going to be snooty? He actually ended up being really cool. Which, is he intimidating looking outside the ring? Is his inside the ring? Uh, Gary? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would say so. He's definitely an intimidating guy, you know what I mean? And with the he, deep voice. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he looks fat, you know what I mean? You know, you got, he you looks see, like he's been him, around yeah. the block a couple times. You see him, you're not going to spend the guy. Hey, guys. <laughs> now, what do you perform more, being of all, or are you more of a mat wrestler, or do you do the likes of uh, high flying? Uh, I'm probably in between. I consider myself more so like a brawler, you know? Okay. You know, I do like using the ropes to throw my mm -hmm. opponents into or me whip myself into for like a good close one. more like the Smash Mouth type of Yeah, exactly. Well, that's good. You get nervous at all? I get nervous every day when I go out. Right, it says standing right there waiting to go through the ropes. I'm I'm nervous. So. Ooh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Just make sure you don't like, be complacent. You know exactly. Uh, yeah, you know. Because I mean, the adrenaline starts to pump a little. Exactly. Bit I don't know anybody that doesn't get nervous um, before a match. I think once you don't get nervous is when you got problems. How do you prepare for a match? You know, before the match itself. Before you know, the match stretching itself. Stretching or just relaxing. Yeah, stretching. Um, you know, uh, usually in the back. I mean. There's bands or something, you know, you can kind of loosen up with um, jumping jacks, something to get the heart rate going. Do you warm up with any of the guys in the back before your match? Like, What's that? Do you warm up with anybody in the back before your match? No, usually, usually I like to be on the side by myself, okay. you know. But, uh, so all the wrestlers have their own way of... Uh, yeah, everybody's got their own thing they usually do. Is anybody yeah. sitting at the table going, oh... No, but there was this guy from Japan. He would sit there and he'd have powder and he'd put it in his hand and be like, I'm kidding. No. Mr. Fuji. Mr. Fuji with the song. Oh, boy. <laughs> Going back to tag team wrestling, you ever tagged with your son? Uh, no, but he was in the um, Battle Royal, the Royal Rumble at that time. Oh, okay. First time. He was actually in the ring with me. So. Uh, and uh, when did you get thrown out, and when did he get thrown out? <laughs> uh, yeah, he got thrown out earlier. Um, I was in there for a while, and uh, I'm trying to think of the guy's name. Don't don't get mad. Um, Wrecking Ball. 
can't think of his last name. But he wrestles out of, I want to say Connecticut. But he's actually going to be on the Jersey show that I'm going to be in uh, November 12th. You go, know, you're going to be at that show? Yeah, oh. September 12th. Um, but uh, he's the one that threw me out. Yeah, he's a big boy. Are you fighting him? or? No, actually I'm in another Battle Royal, Battle Royal? Kind of Royal Rumble thing. It's a two ring. <laughs> And uh, the last guy, uh, or the last two guys, I guess, are going to be competing for the uh, heavyweight championship. Oh. So, Good luck. Should be interesting. Yeah. yeah. When you see Chaos jump to the ring to do her famous uh, Frankenstein, do you get nervous like she's going to get hurt or something like that, or something might happen? Uh, no, I, I'll be honest with you. I have, you I have up, confidence in her. Yeah. Seeing her back you up, it's a good push for you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. It's good to have somebody in the corner, you know? Um, I had a former manager before her uh, for a little while in the beginning, but um, then I was alone for a while. So once I got my daughter, it's, you know, I can't ask for her anything better. So I got some more questions here. You know what? I'm gonna head for some questions for you. Okay. Okay. All right. This is for you, Cass. How's it been managing your managing rage? Um, it's been interesting. It's definitely been uh, quite an adventure because at first I kind of thought, well, okay, obviously, you know, me and my dad are close, but what kind of dynamic do I want to have in the ring? You know what I mean? Like, what character can I kind of base it off of that has a good father-daughter relationship? And uh, at the time, I was playing uh, Bioshock. I played Bioshock 1 and 2, and I was like, Big Daddy and Little Sister. Perfect. She always cheers for him. She's always, like, willing to get her hands dirty. It's, like, 100%, you know? You asked this question before. Who's your favorite wrestler besides that? Besides what? Besides your father. Who's your favorite wrestler? Uh, um, my favorite wrestler probably is Lita right now. Okay. Like, personally, I like Lita, and I also like, um, Paige. If you were to pick any of the federations, the other federations, the main federations, who would you pick, and would you be a manager, or would you want to be a wrestler then? I would want to manage somebody, definitely, but, you know, like, when it comes to, like, girls, I think, I think Lita or Paige would match my image a little more, but I'd be willing to manage anybody, because that'd be kind of fun. And where would you want to go to AEW or WWE or um, personally? Oh, that'd be so much fun! But uh, personally, uh, WWE, I I think is almost like the Disney World of like wrestling. You know what I mean? Like everybody wants to go, and it, it's so much fun. You are uh, when your your brother starts getting up there. You gonna try to manage him too, or you gonna let him be on his own? Um. I mean, I I would hope that he gets back into wrestling, but I don't Are you know. Are no longer wrestling? No, no, no. no. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that yeah. One. yeah. He, he's he had more stopped, into his band. Like I said, he was in it for like a little while, and then his band in college at the time. Uh, I figured to be. Does a, he still work out though? Does he keep in shape? Or um, I mean, he's in shape. Yeah, I mean, tone. he's got he's got a nice tone going. Oh, good. All right. Yeah. Well. What kind of music? Uh, punk. Okay. Yeah. Old school. Yeah. So I was figuring to be a. A rage and acid tag team down the line so no. Yeah, yeah. I know that'd be really we, we were gearing towards that actually when we first got involved, you know, it was the father son thing and even the promoter was like, Oh that'd be great. 
but you know things happen. Things happen. Yeah. yeah. Is holding a title now that you got the the uh, Nova Open Challenge? How does it feel being so popular now, being a titleist and all of them? Are you afraid that being an Open Challenge, anybody's gonna come after you at all times? Um. Yeah. I mean, it's the reason why they call it the Open Challenge is basically it's anybody can, you know, before a show they could just say, "Hey, listen, you're wrestling so and so." I mean, that's how Nimra got in there. Mm -hmm. You know, and he went in and signed the dotted line and that's how that match got put together but um, yeah anybody can go after it so in other words Johnny could sign on the dotted line there yeah and uh, come after you yes <laughs> yes it won't be a, it'll be a fast match I'll tell you that right now <laughs> oh, John I'll be your manager don't worry I'll be your manager <laughs> yeah we'll go in first column of the I'll top. be by the exit door in the back <laughs> as soon as he as soon as he hooks me I'm going like I'm going to do it no paint for me. That's it. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Have you ever wrestled injured? Uh, yes. Yeah. It was it tougher to finish the match that way? Obviously, right? Yeah, but like I said, you know, you, you get bumped around in it. You you get injured in there. It, it, I've gotten bloody noses, black eyes. You know, there's things that happen that you're not ready for and you can't plan. And when they do happen, it's Sure yeah. must go on. Yeah. Are you expecting yeah. to perform another match even though you're injured, or they let you uh, take a day off and get uh, back into health? Uh, what do you mean, like as far like as say like you another show do, or something? Yeah, another show. Like say. Oh yeah, I mean if you're if you're signed on for a show, it's your obligation to be there. I mean, unless of course you know you. I mean, I know wrestlers that have gone into the ring with a uh, cast on their leg. You know what I mean? So, mm. it it all depends on the person, I guess. You know. What's a day off like for Rage? <coughs> Reclining couch, beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> horror movies. Horror movies. Yeah, okay. yeah. What's your horror movie to, as uh, up to date? Um, like the old horror movies or? Oh, I, I love the Universal monsters and all that stuff, the old stuff. Like but my all-time favorite horror movies uh, are probably the uh, Rob Zombie. House of oh. a Thousand Corpses oh, and Devil's yeah. Rejects. And oh, okay. Yeah, I, I think those are great. Them. Oops. And you have the same thing, I guess? Yeah, I, I really like what? House of a Thousand Corpses. No, thank you. Um, but I, I love that those movies, and, you know, I could quote them constantly. And I also love, I've recently got into Reanimator, all the movies in there. I've seen the Reanimator. Remember that years movie? Ago. That was a great movie. I think it was Reanimator. Green the guy, yes, oh, yes, yeah. and he injects the head, remember? Right, right. The guy with the glasses. Yeah, he, he you know, injects himself with the stuff to keep his brain sharp, he said. Yeah. Okay, I remember that one a long time ago. So, uh, day off for rage is beer on the couch. Watching watch horror, horror movies. That's it. Pen and chihuahuas. Yeah. Oh, you had dogs too, yeah. that's right, yeah. How many dogs do you have? Oh, you had to ask that? <laughs> you said chihuahuas. No, no, I know. Plural, no, so, we yeah. have... Uh, we have nine chihuahuas. My God. Nine chihuahuas. Six wow. of them were, were they rescues or? No, well, we had, uh, what was it? We had four, right? Yeah. And the one male chihuahua decided to go for the one female chihuahua when nobody was looking. And they weren't ah. separated at the time. They weren't fixed. Um, they got together, and that's how we had nine. the pups. So. Oh. Well, well, I got I got a, a Shih Tzu and I have um, an Aussie Doodle and 
one of the the Aussie Doodle is a rescue, and they are nicknamed <laughs> the Lucha Bros. <laughs> I call them Lucha Bros, <laughs> even though. The new one is Connor and Franklin is the shit too. I call them the Lucha Bros because they wrestle all the time out in the yard. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I was talking with him and he says, I got the Lucha Brothers in the backyard. Hold on. I go, Lucha Bros? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is he talking about? The best tag team in the world. I you watching them on TV Who do you think is the best, the best tag <laughs> team in the world right now? Right now? Yeah. In all the promotions. I, I, I watched a lot of them and I... Everybody was talking uh, big about the the young bucks. I like, oh yeah, I never and I never you know, them. in New Japan. And then I looked at them. I said, "Ah, they're good." But I, at the time, I thought the Uso brothers were better. You know. Yeah, I mean. But I, then I started watching MLW and all that. You know who I liked? Who I was impressed with? Um, I don't know if I'm going to get their names right. They were the Vikings. Or the, oh. oh yeah, yeah. The Rowan, new, uh, Eric Rowan, and. Um, they well, came now he's out. called Ivar the, now. Yeah. These two guys, man, what when I watched them, yeah, they, they the came out and it was like, whoa. Oh, yeah. The I, moves yeah. they did I'm for their been, size and everything just yeah, amazed me. I've always been me. impressed with War Machine when they were yeah. in the honor. Yeah. Oh, so All these good. big guys today, they just, like, they're very, uh, uh, like, rubber bands. You yeah. know, you got the Luchasaurus in AEW. Yes, yes. The guy's like seven foot something. And he's doing these standing moonsaults on, yeah. on, on guys. And I'm like, wow. Well, you know who else is impressive, though? Willie Mac. Willie Mac, yeah. yeah. Standing moonsault like yeah. that. Springs yeah. in all, all the big guys, they impress but, me when they do yeah. that. With War Machine, the Viking Raiders, the way they say it, you figure Hanson, the one with the, the heavy guy, he'd be the powerhouse. No, he's the high flyer of yeah. the team. Yeah. <laughs> like, a yeah. Like, really? Yeah. They were good. They're good. They're, They're good. good. Yeah, but I, uh, ever since I started watching the, uh, the MLW and all that, and I saw the Lucha Bros in there, I was like, wow, these guys are great. They just come out with moves out of nowhere. You know, they just, uh, unbelievable. So, your favorite was, uh, what were you saying now, the War Machine? Yeah. Viking Raiders? Yeah. What about from back then and back in the day? Oh, wow. Let's see. Um, Let's say 70s, 80s here. I would probably have to say, and the only reason why is, again, I'm putting myself where I was at that time, like as far as age and all that stuff and amazement, uh, would probably be the Wild Samoans. Those guys was so intimidating. Yeah. Oh, I'm, like I said, Richard Goes Arena, when I was younger, I used to go there to watch, and these guys would be walking around. They would, whether they were in character or not, just walking around and kids would run because it was like they were so intimidating you know and like I said when they were in the ring they really like they were, they were powerhouses man they were yeah when I was growing up and I saw them for the first time I said nobody's gonna take the belts away from right them. nobody's were, gonna take they yeah. were monsters yeah man. I was scared I, yes. believe it or not I was scared when <laughs> I seen them I, and I was watching them on TV I was scared yeah yeah who but, was uh, your who was your um preferred uh, the heels or the faces when you were a fan as a fan when I was a fan I would have to say well I, I, like again it, it depends on what era I was I was watching and who I was into um, when I first started like I said I was into Jimmy Snuka so I guess I was more so into the faces at the time okay. 
Um, and then Macho Man was in the 80s, and I loved when Macho Man was heel. When he was heel, he was the best. The His best. feuds with um, Hogan, Hogan. Uh, Tito Santana, yeah, Ricky Steamboat. I mean, it was he was a phenomenal heel. Um, what about you? Okay, so tag teams. Um, right now, my favorite tag team currently is the New Pitbulls. <laughs> and then uh, a further back one would be DX. I liked them a lot. I was obsessed with them when I was younger. Yeah, they were another great tag team. What about teams like um, the original Pitbulls? Yeah, they're cool. They they were really cool. I, I was upset that um that Pitbull number two sadly died because like they were really good together. Yeah. Yeah, they were really good. Thing is, when I started watching ECW, unfortunately, I started watching it near the end when they were pretty much gone, and Vince was already putting the money down on them. But I seen a match with Pitbull 2 versus Raven, and I was going, oh my God, Raven's doing everything to this guy, and all he's doing is pumping his chest, and he's getting coming back to life again, and going, what's he made out of? <laughs> I mean, Raven's hitting with chains, he's hitting with a kendo stick, frying pans, chairs, everything. And all he's doing is getting back up, he's hitting his chest, it's like he's pumping himself back up again. And they're going, this guy is not going to stop. You got to shoot him. And that's where I really started getting into the ECW, more or less. But the only thing I never liked about the ECW was... The interference from the crowd, you know, from the other wrestlers going in there and joining the match, you know. Okay, they're beating the hell out of each other. They don't need help from you to come in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and then that would change the dynamic of the match to me. And all of a sudden, it was like a title match. A guy who was not even involved wins the belt. How? Oh, yeah, that annoys me. I mean, Raven versus the Pitbull for the t- TV title, so to say. And all of a sudden, Tommy Dreamer comes out, and Tommy Dreamer wins the title, but he's not even involved in the match. Why? Yeah, who knows? Didn't make sense. I was, well... I told you about a match once when I went to the ECW where uh, Bulls Mahoney really went to go beat up a fan. He forgot who he was fighting, but the fan interfered and hit the, his opponent. And that's when he stopped and says, you don't put a finger on a, on a wrestler. You don't touch a wrestler. The guy got kicked out. After he beat him, he, he got kicked out. Yeah, Bulls Mahoney I've teamed up with. Okay. Um, and he was actually at that match with uh, Andrew uh, Anderson with the uh, Sworn Enemy. Mm-hmm. He, I forget who he wrestled. I oh, know. I think he was just there doing autograph signing. Anyway, he was in the back, and there was there was a the way that match worked was this guy came out who wasn't a wrestler, wasn't trained, and he hits um, Andrew Anderson in the head with this book. Okay. Which, of course, then I turn around, see Andrew Anderson down, and I go for the cover. I'm still faced, though, but I didn't realize what happened. I cover him, one, two, three, I win, and Andrew Anderson gets up. Um, he grabs this guy and roughhouses him. Well, I guess this guy didn't know how to sell, and Balls Mahoney took quite a, a stir because, uh, you know, this the, you got yeah. this guy that's not trained in there, and he's making this big guy, Anderson, look like crap because he's not properly selling he launched from the dressing room 
towards the curtain, almost got into the ring with a folding chair that he was going to beat the hell wow. out of this guy with. Oh, God. Okay, this is a 